What perfect timing for this episode. This is episode four of Fragments of Frank. TBH, I'm sitting on the toilet right now because I'm screaming as fuck. I just had sex. Um, I have a problem. So I am in the stage of my life where I it's been a year of living on my own, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, I just am very hypersexual because of bad experiences. I feel like I've wanted to get over those experiences by bringing in new experiences is what my thought process was. Um, it might not be the smartest, but I mean, yeah, so I mean, today's episode is called A Cult and Culture of Sex. Um, my thought behind this episode was that I am very open about my sexuality, I'm very, um, sex positive, um. But there's just a point where it gets to be very self-sabotaging and bad for your mental health. Um, so, I mean, everyone hooks up. I just think it's different because guys are more, from my experience... Right now, um, Sex and the City just came into mind how they were all sleeping around. But I feel like guys are just hornier in general. Don't hate me, but, like, that's just me. I don't know if I'm making them horny uh, uh, or if they're just horny. But guy on guy, it's just, like, you're both horny. So it's just bad for business. It's bad. So, I just think that gay guys are way too horny and need to stop because I literally just had sex and, like, it's not fulfilling. I mean, it's just, it's not fun anymore, you guys. I'm at the point in my life where I just want to, like, cuddle with someone, watch TV, make food, not have sex, but then I'll get in this mindset and I'll be completely different, like I don't, well I always want to cuddle, but like I'll crave sex, so I don't know what to do, I mean I definitely think I scare my roommates from how much sex I have. So, <laughs> I, 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 so I have some notes down. Well, I guess the episode name I had in my notes was Crazy Sex Being a Kink, but that's stupid as fuck. I like a cult and culture of sex. Okay. So I guess I could just talk about, like, my bad experiences 
and good experiences and funny stories. So I moved here about a year ago. I know I keep saying that, whatever. Um, and I've had a lot of experiences. Don't that's the toilet girl. Yes. Um, honestly, I'm not gonna wash my hands. I literally just peed in my own house, so it's fine. Um, okay. Sorry, I just got scared. I'm in my kitchen. Oh my god. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna cook a bagel while I talk about this. Um... Okay, so I first got here, and, like, it was just this ultimate freedom, you know? I could be who I wanted to be. I could have whoever I wanted over. It was just, like, it it was good at the beginning. Um, Well, no, that's a lie. It wasn't good at the beginning. It was just something new at the beginning. It was exciting. I think I've definitely traumatized myself with sex in my life because I've oh my god should I just go all in well I was gonna include this in the family episode but I had sexual trauma as a kid um with a family member it was a toxic situation um sorry to out myself like this. I really don't talk about it that much because I feel like it's something I didn't run from, but I needed to escape. Like, being surrounded by the memories of all of that in Ohio all the time was kind of one of my major... was, like, a very big reason to why I left Ohio, because I wasn't happy there. Um, so, yeah, so I feel like that first experience to sex and just being bullied as a kid my entire life. So, I went to Catholic schools. Um, first one was, was boys and girls. High school was all boys. Um, So I just remember growing up and I guess not, well, I was always flamboyant, but like no one ever made a problem out of that. So I was just myself in grade school and people, at the time, I swear to God, I didn't even know what being gay was. I just had like a high-pitched voice and... I hung out with the girls because it was fun. And everyone just told me who to be, who to be, who to be, who to be. Like, they were like, you're gay. So I just accepted it at a young age. Um, And I was fine with it. I mean, people were mean as fuck, but like, what are you going to do? Just move on. So I accepted that I was gay And this was, like, fifth grade people started calling me gay. And then 
sixth grade came along, um, I kind of got some more knowledge of it. And this is when my um, situation, well, this is when everything started going like south. I was, I never liked this family member. So, he, like, we just never got along. I mean, I always remember being a kid. We were forced to hang out together. And it was like, why? I just didn't understand why we needed to hang out together. Because we had different friends. I hung out with the girls, and he would, like, mooch off of that, to be honest. I mean, I'm so numb to this subject at this point. I just talk about it like it's a regular, a regular Tuesday. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he, like, mooched off of... This is making me so depressed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> After I just said that I was numb about it. Um, he like mooched off of me with all my friends. And it just turned into this really toxic situation. Of just my parents. Like I was literally like, I don't like him. I don't want to invite him to my birthday party. I don't want to invite him to hang out with my friends. They were like, you have to. My aunt was like, why are you being such a bitch to my son? Like... Well, that just gave it away. Yeah, it was my cousin, so. I, like, feel so uncomfortable dropping a name bomb. But, no, I won't. Or maybe I will. I don't really know. I'm still deciding. This episode's a mess already. So, um, yeah. So, I just was showing signs that I didn't like this individual and seventh grade came around it was like summer of sixth to seventh grade things started getting bad very inappropriate very not good and I remember just having to go hang out with him because my mother worked a lot, so we would always have to eat dinner there. We would always have to do whatever because they lived so close, so it was like, why not? And I was getting so sick of it. I was so upset. I didn't know what to do. I started lying. I was like, he said something. He said I was gay. He said mean things about me. I tried to escape this at all costs. And at the same time, it was like all of this was going on and I was cutting myself. I was very depressed. Um, it was weird. I'm very traumatized from the situation. And that was like my first sexual encounter which is why 
I don't see sex as a special thing. I always thought it was just mediocre. I always thought it was just what it was. It could be good, it could be bad. Um, But yeah, high school came around and he went to the same high school as me. So things continued. I was cutting in two spots at this point. I was cutting my wrist and I was cutting my hip. I actually still have, this is so depressing. I'm gonna have to leave the biggest trigger warning for this episode. And it's only episode four. Oh God. Um, And it's supposed to be about sex, but I guess this is about sex because I'm talking about how traumatized I was about this sexual encounter. Um, Yeah. So I felt very isolated at this point because I like shut down. Reputation by Taylor Swift came out at this point in my life. It was very dark. I wore the same sweatshirt every day because it was long-sleeved. And I drove in the same car as this individual to school. I didn't want to. I sat in the front seat. I didn't say anything. I hated my life. I was at an all-boys Catholic school. People were so mean to me about my sexuality there, which kind of... I kind of took three steps back when I went to high school um, and just wasn't comfortable with myself anymore. And obviously I had crushes and I wanted to get over this um, sexual experience that I've been dealing with and I finally stopped it when I talked about my experience with someone close to me and they brought it up to my family, my parental figures that I should see a therapist and yeah, that I will talk more about in the family episode, the therapist encounter, but Yeah, so I had this mindset, like, I need to get over this experience with another experience. So, obviously, living in Cleveland, and you're flamboyantly gay, you're gonna fucking go on Grindr, and everyone's gonna wanna do horrible things to you, because you are a bottom, and... You are femme presenting, and everyone is older. Everyone's closeted. Everyone is just in it for the hookup. Nothing real. And obviously, I had some knowledge, like, that I wasn't going to be in a relationship with these people, but I'm always a hopeless romantic. I write poetry all the time and make such beauty out of just one night, which is what also took a toll on me because I just, even now, I'm like, was looking at this man leave my apartment after he totally destroyed my ass, by the way. 
this takes such a turn. I was so depressed, and now I just made a joke, so. Um. I always, like, I thought he was cute, and I was like, maybe I should text him. But, I don't know. I'm stupid. Um, so, yeah. (laughs) I'm dead as fuck. Um, yeah, so, it was, like, junior year. I was underage still, and I was on Grindr, and... I lived by John Carroll University. Shout out John Carroll. I don't really give a fuck. Um, But there was a lot of closeted men by my house because all the the makeshift frats were on Fairmount. And I lived on the street over. So a lot of college guys would like harass me and be like, come over, come over, hook up, let's hook up. Can I pick you up in my car? And me being lonely and stupid was like, sure. I never actually did anything because I was too scared at that time. But when I finally... Well, like, yeah, I did stuff. I sent nudes to people. No one ever asked what age you were. So I just sent nudes all the time. I mean, growing up with the phone, it's like, why wouldn't you? It's not my fault that I had a nice camera to use and could communicate easily. So yeah, that kind of fucked me up too, because you just feel stupid sometimes. Well, I did back then. Now I feel fine about it. I feel comfortable with my body, but Someone just in it for their own gain. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And. Yeah. So that was a phase. And then. People at my school. Obviously being the same way. But my age. The same as the John Carroll students. Very closeted. And. Yeah. I never had an opportunity. To bring a boy to homecoming, to bring a boy to prom, which kind of made it seem less important to be in a relationship to me, which fed into the hookup culture, because it was like, if I can't be seen with this person, we should, like, what are we even doing? And, yeah, so this was junior year, Everyone had their own sexual experiences, and I was, I was annoyed. My, some of my friends had sex, and I was like, I need to do it. So I went on Grindr, and this man, who was 30 at the time, um, wanted to hook up. And I was like, sure, let's do it. I said, I was driving, so I had some time. I lied about where I was going that day because my parents always asked me questions, but in like a malicious way, like, where are you going to be? And I was like, girl, I'm going to costume. 
costume crew today. And I remember going there after school, but I didn't stay. And everyone knew I was going to have sex. And I was like, wish me luck, wish me luck. And, well, like my close friends, not everyone, everyone. Um, so I drove to this man's house and I was so scared. I was so scared. I didn't douche, to be honest. That's so funny to say out loud, but like, there was no problem back then. I feel like, because it was like my first time, yo. There wasn't a problem. So this man, like, I got to his apartment. And I literally just remember stepping. No, because this was the scary thing. Because he, now I remember this story. I parked across the street because it was like a busy, like, area. It was by Barrio. It was in Cleveland Heights. And he was like, walk down the alley and go in the back door. And I was like, what? I was so scared. My heart was literally like, was beating so fast. And there he was at the top of the stairs. And he, like, opened the door for me, but, like, didn't make eye contact or anything. And I, like, got up there, and I, like, went inside, and we went to his apartment. And it was, like, this scary-ass apartment building. Like, green carpets, like, dark wood walls and trim. It was, oh, God. And we step into his apartment. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it was a cute apartment for what it was. I mean, he lived alone, so... I wasn't. No, did he? He might have had a roommate. Now I don't remember. But it was pretty big. That's why I'm thinking he had a roommate. Um, His dick was not big. That's not what I'm saying. Um, So we... Like, I took off my shoes and we just... <sighs> I'm laying in my bed, which is why I'm yawning. So we went to his bed. I sat in his bed. I had a very cute outfit on, I remember. I had an Hermes belt, and I felt like the shit taking it off for that man. His name was Francisco, I remember. He was a doctor, a nurse. No, he was a nurse. And I think he was into, like, body worship. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted me to, like lick his armpits and feet so I think I did for my first time that's pretty crazy um so yeah I'm screaming I did do that the first time and we fucked but that's not where the story gets traumatizing I mean yeah he was old and like convinced an underage boy to sleep with him I mean, he never asked for my age. Um, Obviously. Um, So, he, like, this is so bad, but, like, funny at the same time. 
I laugh things off, so it's okay if you guys laugh. This man, like, went to his closet. And he was like, I have an idea. And I was like, what is it? And he pulls out this big dildo, you guys. It was huge. I don't even think I own a dildo this big. And he literally, I just remember, forcefully shoved it up my ass. And I, like, could not move. And I was so traumatized. Because I don't even think this man put lube on it. I think it was just, like, from his spit. But, like, yeah. That happened. So that's how I lost my virginity. And I remember going to see my bestie. (sighs) Jen Brown, after that. I went up to our place of work and I told her she was the first person to find out after it happened. And yeah, I went home. I remember it seemed a little, my vision seemed a little darker afterwards. There was, it was a little more eerie, my life. Um, and yeah, I got a cake for losing my virginity. My friend got bought me a cake and it said virgin and it was crossed out on it. So that was an upside to this story. But yeah, so after that, things just went downhill. I mean, I hooked up with men left and right and they were all older. I mean, I never thought there was anything wrong with it because I just was lonely and they were the only people showing me attention so I guess you could say I was (laughs) this isn't boring I don't know why I'm yawning I guess you could say I was groomed um so (laughs) lol this really is therapy for me talking out loud um It's so cold in my room, too. Maybe I should turn the heat on. So, yeah. And it happened a lot. I mean, I would sleep with someone. I would be like, oh, I'm in love. They'd buy me alcohol, whatever. It was like a stupid thing to do as a kid. But I wouldn't trade it, I mean, for anything. It gave me a lot of knowledge into um, how cruel the world can truly be, um, and I'll never, I will never ever want to wish that on anyone else, a young individual, I'm so thankful that I went through that pain, so I don't become that man, you know? I don't want to be that 40-year-old man that's, like, texting young boys. Even if they're of age, that's... I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in that position. I know I'm... Recently, I haven't been attracted. I... New York has given me a lot more to pick from. I don't have to settle for that, which I'm kind of, like, getting out of that phase in my life. Because it's not going to bring me happiness. 
Um, <sighs> yeah. I literally can't stop yawning. I'm so freaking dead. But, yeah. So, after Ohio and all that mess. Oh, my dad found my grinder. I remember I bought a new phone. And I had, he was like, why don't you give me your old phone and I'll pay you for it. And I was like, okay, because he was going to give me more than the Apple trade-in. And I was like, slay. So I stupidly didn't, um, I didn't, like, wipe my phone clean. And I literally remember how scary that talk was. Because... He, like, went through my phone. I still I still don't know what he saw or heard or read. Because I was sending voice memos to this man. I remember this man was stalking me. And, like, other Ignatius students. We never found out who it was, though. Because... My life was like pretty little liars, yo. This was my A. He texted me at all hours of the day. Voice memos was like... I just was weird. He was into like... Catholic boys. Like it was... It was... It was a little traumatizing. I mean... He would always like... Be close. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be in, like, Lakewood. Then he'd be on the east side. And then he'd be downtown. (sighs) He'd be, like, in Columbus. And I was like, this is scary. Thank God I don't have that. I have all new, like, shit. So that man can't find me anymore. Um, But, yeah, my dad found my grinder. And, yeah, I was taking nudes. I mean, I don't... I feel, I felt, I I still feel weird about sending people nudes, because I'm like, if, like, why don't you just come over, yo? Like, you can see, like, my face, and, like, this, my figure, like, what else do you need to see? I always think that's weird, like, I don't fucking know, I think that's so weird. Because, I guess it's like, if you're tired, you can send nudes. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So my dad found my grinder and screamed at me. And was like, do you want to like... I don't remember how he said it, so I don't want to gaslight him right here. But he threw in like HIV, I remember. He was like, I'm just worried about you. Like, I don't want you to get HIV or anything or said he like I swear to god I remember him saying I don't want you to die from HIV and I was like girl that is so toxic that you just said that but go off king and I remember being so mad at my parents because if they really cared why didn't they educate me on sex we never talked about sex never And they sent me to an all-boys Catholic school where obviously we weren't going to learn about gay sex or sex in general to that. So 
I didn't know what the fuck... Actually, I did know what the fuck was going on because we had a gay group and, like, I educated myself in sex. So I got free prep when I was underage, slay, so I didn't have to ask my parents. And it was covered. It was free in Ohio. I was on a program, and I also got regularly STD tested, so don't fucking come for me. I was a smart kid. Um, oh, God. I remember this one day. This is so funny. I'll bring this up. I was, it was, it was warm out. I feel like it was September or something, and I literally, like, thinking about this experience just, like, took me out of my body. Like, I derealized and depersonalized right there, then and there. So scary. This man was like, meet me in the park. And my dumbass was like, sure, let's do it. So I fucking went to the zoo to hook up with this man. And we got out of our cars. I sat at this picnic table. He came over, found me, and was like, let's walk to the wooded area. And I was like, ooh. My dumbass followed him, and halfway, like, off the trail, like, deep into the woods, I'm, like, looking around, and I see, like, things on the floor, and I was like, this man could literally, like, murder my ass right now. And he was, oh, he was, uh, I don't, I don't know. I remember him carrying this rag. Again, didn't have a problem, so Jerome... Don't send me some mean text message about how I need to douche or something. There was no problem. He just was carrying a... Like, I don't know. Some people just need to get the bodily fluids off of them after. So, we fucked literally against a tree. And then I went back to school. And I'm dead as fuck. So, that happened. Okay, so... I talked about... All that stuff in Ohio. I guess I could talk about New York now. Um. Yeah, so then I moved to New York. Because I was, like, inspired. I was in love with someone before I moved here. I'm not gonna lie. His name is... Should I say Travis? I was. He was so cute. And he was a photographer. And maybe he's listening. Maybe he's not. But... He was so cute, man. And he was genuinely interested in me. And, yeah. Shout out Travis. Took some good photos of me. I didn't let him take photos of my pox, though, because it was... Because, miss, if you're listening, Travis, the pox, like, was photographable. When it was really bad, I would have let you do it. But you, we needed a good concept. Like, in the park, I just don't understand. It should have been, like, against, like, a white background. And, like, emphasized the pox part of it. Not, like, outside in New York with a shirt off. Like, okay. But slay. Unless you were doing, like, close-ups of my body. I mean, we never got into it. But, like, yeah, so I moved to New York because I wanted to fall in love. I was so ready to fall in love. And I was like, it's going to be so easy when I get there. There's so many options. There's so many gay bars. Like, there's so much to do. 
I get here. <laughs> Yo, no. There's a lot of gay bars, but it's even worse than what I thought. Just exhausting, like, sex in the bathroom, like, sex in the park. Like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, the dark rooms in gay clubs. Like, scary things. And, yeah, so I literally want to go back to bed. Maybe I am tired. I, like, didn't sleep last night is the problem. But I have to fight the war. Yeah, so I moved here to fall in love. And then I instantly started having sex so I wouldn't feel lonely in a city where I didn't know anyone. Because, as we know, my roommate was crazy as fuck, so I had to find my own people. But I was so scared at the beginning because I was at this, I was at my first apartment, and I, like, didn't know if I should have people over or not. Because TMI, but, like, I be loud as fuck sometimes. There's no shame in that, but, like, I be enjoying myself. Like, it's, that's how you get stressed out, girl. Like, hello, but okay. Because everyone's always like, you're so low. <laughs> like, guys think it's hot, so I don't want to hear it, Jerome. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I started having sex to feel less lonely when I got here. And it was fine for a while. I mean, it, it was fun. I've had, like, some of the best sex of my life when I first got here. Being just drunk and wanting it so bad. The desire and the passion of just being sexually attracted to someone at a bar and talking first. It's not like Grinder what I was doing at first. Like, now I just am trying, like, I don't know. Like, going out, getting ready, and then having sex was fun. Not waiting around in your fucking bed already. That's so boring for a grinder guy to come over. Like, door dick. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was fun at first. I had, yeah, it was, I literally remember, because this is, <laughs> throwback. When I said I lubed outside of Michaela's door... I got this idea because of me. Because when I... Oh, I'll talk about this man in a second. But I had this guy stay. Maybe I'll talk about him right now. His name was Cameron. He was from Australia. He was... He was decent looking. His accent was so hot. And he was kind of into, like, violent sex. Like, being dumb. And I remember having sex in the shower with this man a few times... And we would walk from the bathroom to my bedroom. And our footprints would have, like, lube on it. Or, like, what me and Azari called it, booty lube. And it would, like, get on the floors. And, like, it would make the floors all slippery. And <laughs> it was funny. But I had Cameron stay with me for, like... <laughs> this is so bad that I'm just name-dropping everyone. I had Cameron stay for, like, a week. And I remember just being, like, 
such a terrible week because he didn't have anything to do and he would just stay in my bed and sleep all day and then I would come home from my hell ass shift at Buffalo Exchange and I would just literally like want to make food or like lay down and this man would be like let's have sex and we went (laughs) oh my god we he would treat me though no lie this man would take me out to the bars and like pay for all my shit so shout out Cameron I mean you were a dick at the end but like you knew how to treat it you knew how to treat good pussy so we do I have to do I have to blur out like these words that I'm saying or do you think like I'm scared that this podcast is gonna get taken down but it doesn't matter so I um yeah we went out one night and we went to Carmelo's and Cameron was there and there was this really sexy man I remember just being blacked out like I was blacked out because Cameron was paying for my drinks and I was flirting with this man we were outside and I wanted a cigarette so I asked this man for a cigarette and he was so cute from what I remember and I was flirting with him, and Cameron, like, came over and screamed at my ass in front of everyone. There was, like, 30 people outside smoking cigarettes because Carmelo gets crazy and literally just yelled at me. And, like, everyone was staring, I remember. And he was like, I know you want to fuck this man. And I literally, like, stared at him, and I started laughing. And I said, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. He's cute. I mean, I would. And then I was like, what do you think we are? Like, you're going back to Australia, yo. And then he stormed off. And I had sex that night with that man that gave me a cigarette. And then the next morning at work, I found out Cameron had texted my gay coworker and asked him to hang out. But... My bestie did not go hang out with that terrible man because, period. So that happened. But I don't know if I should talk about the most, like, traumatizing experiences. Obviously, Obviously I talked about Sean and how traumatizing that was. That also gave me a lot of knowledge. I feel like I didn't focus on what I learned from that experience, which I can extend on now. But, so I lived with Sean, and it was bad. Yeah, it was a shitty experience. But you gotta take the knowledge of the shitty experience. Um, when you live with someone, it's a lot. It's the magic kind of dies, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you haven't seen someone for a while, you, like, want to kiss them. But, like, when you're living with someone, like, you kind of lose interest. So I was living with Sean, and I just... Well, one, it really wasn't consensual. And two, he was just... I was working 12-hour days. He just did not take any of my shit into consideration. And I was so hurt at the end of it because... Nothing. Didn't want to ask me what I was into. Left all these hickeys on me. It looked like I literally got brutally attacked all the time. 
and it just yeah it made me set up a lot of new boundaries with just not trusting people and just kind of forced me to like find out what I like I mean I always knew what I liked but I was open to try things and I feel like I'm not as willing because he fucked it up so fuck that man I'm gonna have nightmares for life about that because his poor dog had to watch us I'm dead as fuck um and yeah that was exhausting getting off my chest Because I'm still, like, not over that whole situation. It was so shitty. And I can't believe I had to leave like that, too. Um. But. (sighs) Yeah. It's also nice to just be on your own time. Sean made me realize, like deep down, I've always been, like, a man pleaser, like, yeah, that's, I'm usually submissive, as I was saying in the first episode, but, like, I can't just, like, I need to feel that in me, too, to do it, I need to be horny, I need to be mentally well to, like, be able to have sex, and... He just wasn't taking that into consideration, so. I've been working on that. To better help myself and just. Not. Have sex to. Get over bad experiences. Um, yeah, so that happened what else do I have in my notes I guess like for the whole summer I was using I guess people are like the doctor came after me the other day for saying this like using poppers like girl yeah you are using poppers like hello what else sniffing poppers I guess I could say but, like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, I had a thing with poppers in the summer. And I think it melted my brain. But that's a whole nother story. So, like, poppers were fun and all. But, like, now I just don't enjoy any of it. Like, I remember always having a bottle of poppers with me. And they were so crazy. Like, I wasn't even doing them when I was having sex. Um, (laughs) that was so funny. Oh my god. I want to expand on this. So I talked about... Sorry, I'm trying to eat. Do you like that? Um, so... (laughs) I... Use... The trains as Tinder sometimes. Like, there's some hot people in New York. Like, on the trains, girl, like... I'm not denying. So, like, (laughs) this one night. (coughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. This <coughs> man came over to me. And <coughs> I'm so sorry. He still texts me to this day, but it's fine. He <coughs> was an Uber Eats biker. I'm so sorry. It's, like, not that funny, but he came over to me because I was going to meet Azari, and I had, like, my bottled rosé, and he asked for one, like, my hard cider. He, like, came over with his bike and his JBL speaker, and he was, like, he was okay looking. I mean, the reason why I did it is because he was verse, so I was, like, okay, verse king like i'll do that tonight um and we talked for a little he was like yo we should hang out later and i was like sure so i got blacked out that night and i went over this man's house (laughs) and he had set up like (laughs) stuff i'm dead (laughs) it's like (laughs) i'm choking on my food from laughing he literally... Maybe I should take some water. He literally... Um... Fucking... I'm dead. It's so loud. I literally saw you guys. I'm screaming. They're ruining it. Um... So... Anyway. We fucked on the roof. He literally, because he was, like, closeted, I guess. So he, like, set up all, like, this bedding on the roof. Cute idea. If it wasn't raining. I, it was, it was pouring, you guys. And the comforter got wet. The pillows got wet. This man ruined his bedding. And I was so drunk. My makeup was everywhere. It was so cold. I didn't have any clothes on. We were fucking on this roof. I was so tired. And I, like, left. And he was like, yo, like, text me again. Like, that was really fun. And I remember just <coughs> crying on the way to the train because that was one of the moments where I really hated where I was. I was like, New York sucks. What did I just do? Why did I just do that? In the moment. But then you look back and you think, like, how funny it was and how not bad it was but what comes after this is what made the night worse so I met this other man so I'm literally standing on the platform and for some reason it like stopped raining I guess I remember it not raining and this man like came out of the dark shadows of the scary like I was waiting for the J train And this man, like, came out of nowhere under these golden lights, like, the scary subway, like, golden lights. And was like, yo, baby. And I had, like, my mini skirt on. So this man literally came over and just started grabbing my ass. And, like, I'm going to sound dumb as fuck for saying this, but I... What what was I supposed to do? This man was big as fuck. Tall as fuck. I wasn't about to like be like, yo, get off. Standing next to the tracks, ma. Like, he wasn't that ugly either, but he was annoying as fuck. 
So, like, yeah, I let him grab my ass. I didn't want to get thrown in the tracks. Or, like, whatever. I didn't want to die. So, yeah, we were talking. And then we went back to Jill's house because I wanted to leave. And he followed me home. And it was so cold. And I was wearing this mini skirt and mini top. And he, like, I, it was so late. It was, like, four in the morning. It was, like, four or five. And I was hoping that someone would be, like, walking out to go to work. Because I didn't have a key for the the main door. Not the apartment door. Like, the apartment complex door. So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And he was like, why don't we just go back to, like, my place? So we literally just restored. We just retraced our steps. So we literally went all the way back from where we came from. And it was like a 40-minute train ride. And we were literally making out in the train. And people were commuting to work at that time in the morning. And I remember I fell asleep on the subway bench on this man's lap. And I had a full face of makeup on. And I had sex that night already. And it was just a mess. And then we got to his car. And I remember laying there in the car. And I fell asleep. And I woke up and I thought it had been like, I had just closed my eyes. I thought it had been like two minutes. No. We were in fucking Long Island. We were so far out. It was like an hour drive. And this man brought me inside. He lived with his parents still. And we literally fucked in the bed. And his mom was like in the room next to us, I'm pretty sure. And then he made me some Hot Pockets and then played a bunch of music But I literally was like, I need to leave. But he was so toxic and was just like, I'm horny. And I was like, girl, I can't do it again. I can't. I need to leave. So homeboy drove me home. No, not even. Drove me to the train tracks. And then it took like an hour and 30 minutes because it was traffic. Because he waited so long to take me home and I literally had plans that night. And he always calls me. He always asks me to hang out. And I always lie and say I'll be there. But I never go. I'm so sorry, you guys. But. Yeah, so that's a funny story. That I had in mind. But what did I learn from that? I need to start saying what I learned from these experiences. I learned. That. To be careful. On the trains. Because you meet some... No, I mean, I met some good people. Those were good people on the trains. I wouldn't say the trains are so scary. Because the the man that beat me up in, like, Jill's apartment, that man was mean and evil. But these two... So I guess it's, like, two to one. Two good experiences and one bad experience. Okay. So. I first moved to New York... And that night, I had a man come over who brought me... I gave these gummies to Azari. He gave me gummies as, like, a welcome to New York gift. And took me on... It was, like, a cute first date. I wasn't too much into him because he was a little feminine. I think feminine people my age are cute. Like, if... No. What am I talking about? It just depends. Scratch that. This man just was not it. LOL. I'm sorry. You weren't. I don't remember his name. I think it was Alex or something. It was like the long version of Alex. 
Alexander. Um, so he took me on the trains. I hadn't been on the train since I got there because Jerome moved me in and he doesn't like going on the trains. Jerome, I mentioned you three times during this episode about sex, so congrats. Um, yeah. Did I say this was episode four or three? I don't even fucking know. Okay, so. We went to Domino Park, and he showed me the skyline. And bought me some food, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we got a hot dog that night or something. Or it was a taco or something. There was a food truck there. And then he he has a hospital in Williamsburg. So he took me there and showed me the place. It was a magical first date. It was magical. I was enjoying myself. And this is the type of man that, like, will pleasure both people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference. Like, this man wanted to pleasure me and himself, but, like, separately. So he would, like, use his hands to pleasure me instead of me pleasuring myself and him pleasuring himself and me pleasuring him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. So, I'm dead as fuck. Someone's in my kitchen, and I feel weird saying this out loud. But we literally, like, fucked in the hospital. I'm so sorry. But it was good. I mean, obviously I put on a show sometimes. I did put on a show that night. So, sorry, not sorry. And I went home. He took me home, and that was the end of the story. I mean, we still follow each other. He's a very good activist, so shout out him, but I just couldn't do it again. I'm sorry. I was looking, like, I need, like, a man in my life, you know? Like, whether that's a masculine man or, like, a feminine, like, man because he's brave enough to be himself. There's two different types of men that I like. Okay. So, yeah. What I learned from that story is... Even though it was a cute first date and a good experience, I didn't fall in love from that one, so whatever. I didn't fall in love from a good experience, and I didn't fall in love from a shitty experience. But there's times where I've fallen in love with a good experience, times that I've fallen in love with a shitty experience. So, it's all about the person. Okay, next thing. I also recently had pox, so my body is not looking so cute, which is another reason why I'm so oversexed, because that's, it's just like, it's so just like, not good for, like, your image, I started working out again, not for other people, mostly to, for my mental health, but like, It just made me realize how lacking I was for a little. Like, you just... Sex is such a distraction. I was not working out. I was not sewing. I was not doing anything I liked because I was so consumed. Like, craziness. So, I guess what I learned from Pox is... That... You need to find someone that's... Kind. 
kind to your soul. I can't be into that self-sabotaging shit. Okay, so I have like two more points. So I think this episode's going to be... No, actually I have three more points, but... No, I actually have four more points. I'm so sorry. I guess this is going to be like an hour and 30 minutes, but it's fine. If you're still tuning in, thank you for enjoying this long ride. I hope you're laughing at some of my sex stories. There's obviously too many to remember, but this next one's kind of wholesome. Or should I... Maybe I should... mm, I'll do a funny one, and then I'll do a bad one, and then I'll do the wholesome one. And then I'll... Oh... And then I'll decide if I want to do that really bad one. No, I'm probably... Mm. I want to be honest, so I'm probably going to do it. Okay, so next sex story I have. So this man harassed my ass. I don't know what I was doing. No, because when I... F- this was at the beginning of when I first moved here. I didn't know how to navigate the trains. I went to this gay bar, this infamous gay bar that is Upper East Side. I'm not going to name drop because... Actually, I don't give a fuck. It's the townhouse. Girl, I went to the townhouse. It's fine. Whatever. Um, it's cute in there. They got the basement. Like, it's good. Um, they were playing Lana for me. They usually do. Um, so, yeah. I was there. This man texts me. And he's like, I'm at work. Like, And I was like, bitch, it's literally four in the morning. Why are you at work? And he was like a mechanic or some shit. This man swear to Jesus Christ, was seven foot tall. Like, a man. Like, and he texts me, and he's like, like, come over. And I was like, bitch, like, if I can navigate the trains. And I literally went. I found my way. Some scary, oh, I forgot about this. Some scary man followed me. It was because it was by Times Square. This is why. Some man was following me. It was, like, 4.30 at this point. And this man, like, was following me and was like, Yo, you take dick. You take dick. And I was like, I'm screaming as fuck. And I, like, didn't acknowledge him. And he pulled his whole fucking pants down in front of me. I remember seeing this man's actual cock on the street. And that happened the other night at New Year's Eve, too. Some man started stroking. He put his hand in his pants and started staring at me. And just lick, licking his lips and, like, giving me this look. So scary that people do that. So scary. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so I arrived to this man's work. Scary as fuck. I'm like, I'm like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Like, this man out here is following me. He was trying to sell me drugs, too. That's what's up. He was on one. And this big man comes outside and starts yelling at this man. And I was like, period. And he brought me upstairs. He was like a gentleman, whatever. And it was just this ratchet as fuck. Like, like, it was, it was a mechanic shop. What do you want me to say? And he cracked open a beer for me. We sat there. We talked for a little. And the homeboy literally just took all my clothes off and like threw me on this table. And it was, it was whack. And, yeah. So, that happened. And, uh, it was fine. I mean, I took my beer to the subway. And sat there and drank it. 
on the train. It was six in the morning at this point. People commuting to work. I had makeup on. Looked totally bad. I had a dress on. That's what's up. Because now... No, did I? No, I didn't. I had pants on because this is where the story gets interesting. I didn't know how to work the trains, yo. The trains were not running. I don't know what was going on. I got to Broadway Junction. It took me to trying to get home. Broadway fucking Junction. And it was cold when I first got here. Freezing cold. And I took the L train the wrong way. So it dropped me off a station even further from my house. And I walked home in this freezing cold and drunk. And I got to my door and I told you how my door was broken. And I literally tried to get the door open and I just cried. I couldn't get it open. I cried and I wet my pants. I literally had to pee so bad that I literally just stood there and peed in my pants. I'm like, it's true. I'm not going to lie. And I remember getting into bed and just going to sleep because I was so exhausted. And yeah, that funny, that was a funny story. Okay, Frankie Dagger. Hopefully he doesn't come for my ass. Um, this man, crazy. Yo, he... Do I even care? Homeboy does math. Let's talk about it. Okay. Whatever. Not my not my cup of tea. Never my cup of tea. Never. Ever. God no. And this man would text me, 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 and was like, Can I come over? Can I come over? Can I come over? And I was like, girl, um, okay. And this was before he started acting crazy as fuck. And let's just say, sometimes I get into that mood where I like to be womanized, so if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. So this man came over, and I didn't know Izari had someone over. So we're fucking. It's late as fuck. I remember being drunk, and we just had, like, the sloppiest sex that I've ever had. This man came over, was wearing, like, all black leather, like this goth, like, Man, that just did not grow up. Like, let's be serious. Did not grow up. And comes in my room and pulls out this pipe. And I literally was like, I'm dead as fuck. I thought it was weed at first. And then homeboy just, like, lit it up. And obviously it wasn't. So bad. Um, Was so high. So into it. Literally... I remember just passing out, and this man left me on the hardwood floor. I was only drunk, though, so do not come after my ass. I was drunk. He was on something else and literally just left me on the floor, and the door was wide open and left, like, his little plastic bags in the room. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? And I found out later that one of... He's, like, a music person, so he, like is a music promoter. So one of his, um, like, clients was in Idzari's room that night. So I could have outed this poor man. Well, I just outed him on my podcast. But that night... Well, not poor man. What am I talking about? He's terrible. 
So after that, he texts me all morning being like, girlfriend, 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 I miss you. I miss you. I need to see you. Sending me crazy shits. Clearly still on another planet. And I literally blocked him because I was like, you're crazy. And I learned from that story that to, I don't know, what did I learn from that? To just, I don't know, I don't know if I processed it completely. I just learned, well, I guess I learned, obviously, how small the world was with his client being in the other room and how much I just was so over shitty men at that point. In early exposure to shitty men, I was so over his ass. So I did apologize to him um, later because, no, here's the thing. I did apologize because I was rude. No, why did I apologize? I apologized because I don't even remember. But he booked Idzari to play somewhere. And, like, he obviously did it because he knew I was Idzari's roommate. And did it so he could see me. And, like, I got to Arlene's groceries. And, like, they are so strict with IDs, yo. I had to sneak in. I pulled this... Um, like, I finessed my ass in there. Oh, God, it was so nice. So I did that, and I got to see her show, and I saw him. And he came over to me and started talking to me. And then that's... I Oh, I apologize because I didn't respond back to him. And then, obviously, he didn't care, so I was like, oh, whatever. And he was, like, normal. He wasn't on anything, so I was like, okay. He's good, normal. And I wished him the best. And yeah. Because I only apologized because I was going to help Azari out. And like, get her more gigs. But, I guess it wasn't worth it, right? Men don't do anything. So, yeah. Okay, well, I'm screaming as fuck. I've talked about so much on this. Wholesome story. Because... I want to justify that I slept with someone in Jill's bed. I got too drunk with this man. We were horny. He was cute. He's my type. Okay. Sam, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know. I don't really want to hear it. Um. Yeah, because we've seen each other, like... More than a handful of times afterwards. So, he took me out to breakfast that morning. Like, it's probably the closest thing I've had to a relationship. I would say it's like friends with benefits. I mean, we cuddle. We have sleepovers. We get takeout. We watch movies. Well, maybe. No, no. We didn't establish that it's dating. So, it's not dating. But, it's good sex. It's bad sex. You fix it next time. Yeah, we had good sex the first time. Second time, it was good sex. Third time, it was okay. Um, the last time, oh, so good. Time, like, times before that, like, I just be getting tired. Like, girl, in the morning, like, I'm not ready. Like, just good things, bad things. So, 
I guess what I learned from this experience is that um, you, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect, you guys. It's never going to be perfect. So, yeah. Another, okay, now, yeah, so, not perfect, but I still do talk to him, so don't hate me for sleeping with this man in your bed, y'all. Um, okay, I guess we're gonna wrap it up with this last, um, topic, um, before anyone slut shames me for any of this, and especially this last part, I don't care. Well, I guess I, no, actually there's two more things. Well, I guess it's kind of the same thing. So I started an OnlyFans. I did it to piss my parents off. Um, it was funny as fuck. Okay? I don't want to hear it. I obviously didn't post that raunchy of content because it's not worth it to post that stuff at the beginning because you don't have that many followers. You don't really get followers unless you do a collab or you really put money into it and like promote it on Twitter or Instagram or like that stuff or go out. It's hard to get started in OnlyFans. So I did it as a joke. And I mean, yeah, my booty pictures are still up there, girl, but like I always take artsy nudes. It's nothing bad. So, and I did make some money off of it. So I don't want to hear it. I just gave up on it because it's exhausting. You guys want to talk a bunch of shits? But it's fucking exhausting. And it's also just not good for your mental health. Like, just feeling like you don't have control over your own body was scary to me. I didn't like it. That's why I don't like, like, being in a claustrophobic area. I don't like being trapped. I don't... It feels like you just don't have control. So... Yeah. It was cutesy, cutesy. I guess I could get back into it. I mean, I kind of have a filming kink, so... Oh my god. I could talk about that story. That really just lit a box off. Or maybe I'll take another episode of this. I guess I could. Okay. Well, yeah, so... If I'm, yeah, so I'm going to conclude it there for now. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you learned a lot about my sex life, um, good and bad experiences. I mean, you learn a lot from just living, so I don't encourage you to take part in anything that I've talked about, but I do encourage you to live. Don't be scared. I mean, life's going to be a mess no matter what the fuck you do. So, And if you need advice, I guess I'm always here. I mean, that's what I always kind of said. I'll live for other people to give other people wisdom. I'll live. That's, what I, that's why I like poetry so much, I guess. So, Mwah. Um, Stay tuned for part two. 
Um, I guess I just have a lot of sex stories, so. Mwah.